0: Hello, I'm Michael Brodeur and welcome to Leaders Alliance. We are a global community of kingdom-minded leaders who are passionate about helping you become the world-changing leader that God created you to be. Join the conversation. welcome everybody to the podcast for leaders alliance we're so happy to be with you today and we have some amazing guests that we'll be presenting in just a couple of minutes but diane what are you thinking today
1: yeah it's a good day you guys i'm glad you're on here and this couple they're seasoned warrior couple like they've been through the thick and the thick of it and they've come out shining and you're going to really enjoy them they are um they're wise and they've learned from their mistakes and they've been a part of strong movements all around the world and across the board with people. And, uh, Yeah, I'm looking forward to this.
0: Excellent. Well, why don't we pray, and then I'm going to share a little bit about Leaders Alliance, and then we're going to introduce our guests. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we invite your presence, Lord, for both those who are watching right now and those who will be watching in the future, that you would use this broadcast to equip us and empower us for your purposes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's so good to be with you. I'm Michael, and this is Diane Brodeur, Hi. and we are the directors of Leaders Alliance. And Leaders Alliance is a global community of kingdom-minded leaders that are committed to seeing God move in the church, in the body of Christ, but also send from the church into the marketplace and touch uh, business leaders and educators and market, marketplace uh, uh, overseers and so forth. That This is a, a movement of those outside the church partnering with those within the church to see the body of Christ rise up in our fullness Mm -hmm. and bring the impact that God wants to bring. So anyway, we
1: we really believe that there's no ministry that's more sacred than others. So if you're working as an executive in a company, that's your ministry. If you're working in a church, that's your ministry. And that we need to be empowered to be healthy whole people so that the world can experience god's love and and the same blessing that we've received.
0: Absolutely. In fact, you know, the scripture says that Jesus died so that we could be priests and kings unto our God. Jesus himself said in the Sermon on the Mount that we are the light of the world and that we are Mm -hmm. the salt of the earth, that there's this impact that God has ordained for his people to have. But sadly, in this last season, we've kind of lost our impact. We've lost our saltiness. You know, we've Mm -hmm. lost that shining city on a hill dynamic and it's time to reclaim it. And so we're inviting you to join us in Leaders Alliance. You can go to our website, leadersalliance.org, and uh, become a member. And, and uh, you can actually just sign up for free and get our newsletter and see what we're doing. We have every month, we have an open house. Uh, this particular, in two weeks, actually next week, uh, the first uh, Wednesday of the month, we're gonna have Jesse and Parker Green sharing with us. And they're gonna be presenting for about 40 minutes with some Q&A. And then they're gonna come on our podcast and be with you mm-hmm. in the podcast world. And uh, they are just amazing revival leaders. Mm-hmm. They launched a, a, a move of God on uh, the beaches of of Southern California, and thousands gave their lives to Jesus. And then they did this last summer, an amazing series of tent meetings through the South, and God just moved tremendously Mm -hmm. with healing and deliverance and blessing. And so we are excited to have them on, and that's an open house day. So you can come and join us at leadersalliance.org slash weekly call and come on and, and check it out and then you can stay on for the podcast if you so choose yeah, but on. now we want to shift gears and we want to invite randy and leslie bixby to come, come on, on board randy can you guys come on randy and and leslie and i have been spending time together over this last season we've been getting to know each other and i've just been awakening to several things one is their passion for a cultural transformation in the world around us mm-hmm. i am just so impressed by what they've built over the years and what what's been happening. but also specifically in the last several years, they've zeroed in to really see and and accentuate the importance of family yes. as the primary unit of culture, as the primary unit of society and the need for us to strengthen family if we ever want to see revival, sustained revival, and transformation in the world around us, family is the key to that happening. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, yeah. uh, They've been on our hub gathering with our members recently today, and then also now we get to present them to all of you. So welcome, Randy and Leslie. Yay. Why don't you begin by just sharing a little bit of your story, and then we're going to dive into some key questions about what you're doing and how you're doing it and how we can benefit from your ministry.
2: Excellent. Thank you so much, Michael and Diane. and Leslie and I, we, we just love you. We, we're just still getting to know you, but every, every call we get off of or every time we reflect, we're just like, man, I like them. They, uh, are resonate with our with our hearts. So thank you for uh, having us today and I mean our story is uh, you know Leslie affectionately calls it it's really all about redemption no. rest- <laughs> like, where, where
3: are you going with this? Shocker. Redemption, restoration and the kindness of God.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: it, that's good. It,
2: it truly truly God's the hero of our story. Um, We have, you know, for me, uh, my grandparents on my dad's side were saved at an Amy Simple McPherson tent revival back in the 30s in Waterloo, Iowa, tiny little place. And uh, and that was my heritage. Grew up in the church and and, uh, you know, encounter God as a kid. And at 12 years old, I had an encounter with God. We didn't even call them encounters back then because I'm old. But but, you know, I was down at the altar praying and I went somewhere with the Lord and he he basically laid out the course of my life that I was to to love him with all and serve leaders of leaders, you know, at the gates of culture with, uh, you know, demonstrating the kingdom of God. And I, I didn't even know the language, what that even meant, you know, transforming from the inside out and all this stuff that was like code it was foreign but i knew it was him and that was a trajectory of my life so you know bible college and and then into ministry as a youth pastor a worship leader and you know a few church assignments dayton ohio and los angeles and then um and then the lord calls to the mission field so we spent a couple years with ywam and uh and, and that was really i heard lauren cunningham speak in my class at a crossroads discipleship class in kona at the university and they, and he said he was the first one where I heard the, what he called the mind molders of culture, you know, and you know, the story about Bill Bright and him, yeah. and that whole, you know, what so many, you know, anybody who listens to the spirit of God, hears what the spirit of God is saying. So, you know, anybody that was praying and listening, you know, is hearing how God wanted to definitely have us govern the earth like heaven
0: mm-hmm. and
2: he was serious about it. And that meant, not isolating from culture, but being insulated, right? Being not of the world, but in the world, right? And, and this paradigm they had of of um, knowing and making known, you know, to to mm. know God, and, and then yeah. how the, how they structured their training. It wasn't just information. You encountered God. You did experiences. You went and did ministry, and then, you know, you uh, you learn from what you were doing. Yes. What, it wasn't conceptual; it was practical. Right. So changed my my experience in philosophy. I was I was hired out of the mission to be the executive uh, youth director, youth minister for our denomination. Served in that capacity for uh, for five years, and and then started a house of prayer. John and Carol are not were uh, were really critical pieces in, in a moment in time in that whole launch of Kingdom House of Prayer in Des Moines, Iowa, mm-hmm. and. Uh, And did that for six years before starting a ministry and a business called cultural architects transforming lives and shaping culture from the inside out. And that really has been my life journey and all along the way. And I'll let Leslie share some more of our story all along the way. That sounds all great. And it was, but man, there was, there was pain and wreckage suffered divorce, kids that were wounded through ministry through the world. And, uh, you know, the only thing I could say I did is just didn't give up and kept saying, "God, there's got to be, a, mm-hmm. there's got to be an answer. There's got to be a way through this." Yeah, it's His goodness that healed, His goodness that restored, His and it wasn't easy and it didn't, it wasn't short. But uh, you know, we all came through different journeys. Share a little bit about your story. We we've been married four years now. Is it is and it is heaven on earth. I am not kidding. I'm not kidding. We we we'd say to each other we would do this all again to have what he's given us this joy of oneness like we never knew anyway yeah
3: I've uh Randy's got an actual PhD and and mine comes from the School of Hard Knocks <laughs> yeah um I'll just say we we're divorced uh our kids are grown we have grands now um, and life is oneness is is the prize and it's going to be the final prize win when our Jesus comes back for his bride, right? So that's, mm-hmm. that's what this is about. Family, family starts with God. God's a family. Mm-hmm. And he created us in his image as a family. And at the end of the age, there's going to be a family. Yes. Um, so while my hashtag is it's not hard, <laughs> as Randy just backed up and said, it's not easy. I'll tell you what, my journey has just led me to what real surrender is. Mm. and and the journey took what it took we're both icf certified coaches and and that is something that that we say in our practices is it takes what it takes yeah thankfully god exists outside of time or you know he's not on this linear timeline that we are
0: yes Um,
3: and when we get ourselves into a place of surrender and we actually agree with who god is and who we are he says right it 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 does something it it opens things up and and that restoration and that redemption happens like that like I, i can look back on my life and and we don't have time for me to go into my story it's it's long and there's a lot in there but where we are now and what god has brought us to this place in our personal lives and in our ministry it was worth it wow because the pursuit of love and the pursuit of actually stepping into true identity, is, is, it's not hard, but it's costly. Yes. And it's worth
2: it. Wow. That's, that's
1: awesome. so encouraging. Mm-hmm.
2: So really, you know, through, through cultural architects, that's really what God began to show us is how can we think like him? and get get with his program you yeah know? and and yeah. how he thinks about uh you know the the um the kingdom of heaven is like that mustard seed right that grows and at the end of the age it's the largest tree in the garden of the okay. increase of his government and peace there was no end
1: right. so we
2: know that the reality is, one reality is that the kingdom of heaven is expanding on the earth his plans aren't thwarted you know they're not they're not stopped, he's not losing, he's not in stress mode. He's advancing, the kingdom's growing. And you know, how does that happen? And what, what we began to realize was we cannot improve on his design. Yes. He he owns all the patents, he set this up from before time, and it'll last until after, and it really flows out of family. Wow culture is downstream from family. I, I hope everybody hears this in, in Revelation. You think, well, wait a minute. Culture makes family. Well, it does now, but it's the chicken and the egg. You know, God right. created a chicken.
0: Right. The chicken and,
2: egg. and God created a family that yeah. created culture. Every Even in Genesis 1, right out of the gate, he says, you know, his first words were be. Ah, huh, Be what? Right. Well, be who I made you. Be after my, you know, we were made after his kind, in his likeness. In fact, when he breathed, he made Adam in the dust, and he breathed into him, he was breathing himself into Adam and Eve, who were one at that time. Eve was in there. Yes. Wow. And because he took Eve out of Adam. But when they're in there as one together, he breathes. This is so important. It's one of the key foundations, is we... Um, you know that in Isaiah 11 the spirit right of the lord the spirit of wisdom the spirit of revelation the spirit of counsel and might and and this uh, the spirit of the fear of the lord his very life oh, spirit he breathed that into us that's who we are we were yeah. made for revelation we were yes. made for wisdom for knowledge for to and the fear of the lord we were made to do things his way right his way will work every time if we'll do it that way. right? And, and so, you know, he, he brings, and so he says, be fruitful, be fruitful. He said to every other tree and animal reproduce after your own kind, be fruitful. It's the same with, same with us. I miss this. I'm a theologian Bible, you know, geek studies. And I missed this revelation through the years that what he was saying was our primary mission, human beings is to be fruitful, reproduce who you are my character my nature inside of you that's your charge to steward to your children and your children's children and your children throughout the age my character my nature this is how you are to be fruitful and multiply
0: that's so good
3: so so multiply the fruit that that god put in us yes Yes. it does mean procreate and populate and and steward the planet but be be the character and nature of god because that's what he put in us and the fruit of that is, is the fruit of the spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, right. and patience, kindness.
2: But through the family. I'll say one thing. I know you want to ask the question. Is I, We believe that the primary revelation of God to us, how he primarily wants to be known, is as a father in a family. Every other revelation of who he is, we believe, flows out of he's a father who is a son. He's a father who's a He's a father who's a healer. Who's a savior, who's a leader, who's a conqueror, who's a right counselor? But it's it, outside of the context of family, we miss something in all of those other revelations that we can find as we see it underneath his primary who he is as the source, right? Father, that's what it means, the source, father. And so family's a big deal. Culture's downstream, even in that first verse, you know, it's be fruitful and multiply. That's really family, education, arguably church, stewarding yeah. the character and nature of God to the next generations. And then, you know, subdue the earth and govern it. There's government. I mean, in that first just phrase, few words, we see culture beginning to come into form and it's flowing from family.
0: That's so right on.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, you're giving a big picture of the dream of what we all want. We all want connection. We all want family. We want to be successful in that. And um, I just want to say that, you know, for those that are listening, this couple is working with Leaders Alliance, and they're going to be having breakout sessions within Leaders Alliance on the issue specifically of family. Um, so I just invite you to, again, join with them if this is you know, something that you need in your, in your arsenal, in your personal life. But, you know, a righteous man falls seven times, the scripture says, but he gets up again. And so much of family is um, what we've had passed down the generational lines. And it's all a mixed bag. The best of the best families have snags and issues and problems. Even if we're treated really well, sometimes our perception is that we weren't treated well and we start to believe lies. Like there's a lot of things that get in the way of feeling successful and healthy in family. And I love that you guys shared in the beginning that you've learned it through a lot of mistakes. And uh, Michael and I often talk about the agony and the ecstasy of life. We've been ministers for most of our life you get hurt from each other in a marriage. You get hurt from your kids. You get hurt from your church. You get hurt from there's pain in family, but I love that you have um, tools. You have principles. You have um, you have stuff to offer that we can get ourselves out of messes and start to begin to really connect. I love that you have heaven on earth in your relationship now. Like, that, like you said, it took what it took to get here, and um, we're all in that state, we've all gone through a lot, and it takes what it takes to get here, and now we can be equipped to be more successful from here on out.
0: And that's where maybe we can begin as we start to, you know, just kind of you know, sort of dig into some of what you guys have learned. Yeah. How did you? make that journey of redemption. You talked about you know, this idea of moving from a challenging history, but moving now into a blessed marriage and a, and a marriage that's really focusing on helping others process through their, process, their, their pain, their issues, their challenges into a place of fruitfulness in the family. What was that journey like and how, uh, what, what would you say to somebody who's struggling right now in family and how they can overcome and begin to move into that?
3: I'll start surrender. Like we all need our Job moment. Yeah. There is a God and we're not it. And you know, my story abbreviated is I found myself in that, in my lowest place. And Randy talks about it in the book, his lowest place. But I, I found myself face down on a cold tile floor. And I was, I believed that I was fully surrendered. Like I got nothing left you know, what is surrender? It's not, it's not waving the white flag, by the way, that's not surrender. But I found myself on that cold tile floor, like, okay, Lord, I fully surrender. I got nothing left. And you know what I heard? Crickets. (laughs) I heard, I heard nothing, but it was that space of time where I was just, I didn't have anything left. Wow. And it was in those moments of not hearing, not that God wasn't speaking, I wasn't hearing, that I found a depth of surrender. Wow. That I didn't know I had. Yeah. So when I say surrender, I mean surrender all. That, yeah. that little big word. And it was in that place when I found that my bottom, if you will, my that all place that that God started talking to me and telling me who I was and who he was. And he started dismantling all of those lies and those wrong mindsets. So our work is getting to the core of it begins with surrender. It true humility. in our definition is agreeing with God Mm, in any area, any area of our life, our families, our businesses, our personal self-governance, where, where we are not in agreement with God, we're in pride because that's the opposite of humility. Humility just means agreeing with God.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. That's so good. is
2: she magnificent? She yes. is. He is. <laughs> uh, it, you know, in answer to your question, Michael, what would I say to someone? It is start now. It's not too yeah. late. Yeah. That's you know, so good. Six years ago, into 2016, I was at my lowest point. You know, I, my wife at the time decided she didn't want to be married anymore and left. And I was broken. I mean, I've been running hard after God and his kingdom all my life. And... I just said, God, I I can't do this anymore. Like, I feel so humiliated, disqualified, all the shame, all just, you know, and my kids were broken. They were adult. They're all adults, but they were in various stages of wounding from our journey together. And I'm like, Lord, I'll never leave you. But I I, this is too high of a price, you know, and and he just said, love your family. Mm. That's all you want from me. He says, yep, just love your family. And I'm like, I can do that. And and I woke up the next morning and began putting into practice a lot of the tools that we'd learned and developed over all the years of working with leaders and experiential learning modules that are profoundly powerful, not information dumps, but exercises that, that reveal our real thinking. You know, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if we can find how we think, we can determine a lot about why we have the fruit and the results we have.
0: That's right. And
2: and there's two people that have access to that deep, deep heart thought thinking, and it's us and Holy Spirit. That's it. Mm. And neuroscience says 85% of our thinking is down in our subconscious. It's hidden. We're not aware of it. And so how do we have tools that can lower the bucket down into the well of our heart of what we really believe, what we've chosen knowingly or unknowingly to believe? About yes. God, about ministry, about family, about money, about who I am, who God is, how the, uh, my, my core beliefs.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, we choose those things, knowingly or unknowingly, but we don't know what we've chosen many times. All we know is the fruit, right? If, if the fruit's not good, the root is down inside. And so we've developed with Holy Spirit a lot of tools to pull out and see what that thinking is that's creating that fruit. And then weighing that in, in light with God's word and how God thinks, does it agree with God or not? Yeah. And if it doesn't, then that's repentance, right? We, we repent, we, we stop the flow of our agreement with yes. a way of thinking that disagrees with God, and we open up a flow of agreement with how God thinks through tools, exercises, trainings, all this. So I started applying all of that to my family, and our family started to heal. Wow. And we continue to apply it. We continue to heal. There's six categories or what we call six protocols for family legacy, which is shaping culture from the inside out, doing family how God does family. Actually, I I took a fresh, deep dive into how does God do family and came out with his pattern, his template, and then worked several several experiential modules in each of the categories that come up with the book, workbook, e-course, the trainings that we do. But really, it's all about how do we discover and get into agreement with God in his ways and, and how do we teach the next generation to do the same? Wow. You know, dealing with the generational flows like you talked, Diane, and then and, and and getting into agreement with God. So it's not too late. I'll say, okay. We have found a number of families and pastors. They say, Oh man, we need what you have. I need it in my family, but I am not going there. I'm too it's wow. too it's too painful it's too yeah. ugly I don't I don't know if I can handle it. and it's really interesting uh, you know that we we tend to not go to the very thing that can not only heal us and our generations but heal culture yes yeah. but we believe God's changing that we really see part of this next great move of God is definitely the restoration of the family
0: yeah no, that's
1: You
3: know, this is this is leaders alliance. Right. And so we usually when we're doing workshops, we'll ask by a show of hands, how many people would say they're a leader? And it's it's curious. A lot of people don't raise their hands. Yeah. Like we're all the leader of ourselves. And and if if we will choose to restore our families back to God's original design, we are then turning out leaders. Yes. Because God is a leader, and that's his character and nature, and it is it is that's our job as parents to see the gifts and pull those out of our children so that when we launch them out into the world they're a leader. God's restoring his sons and daughters. We were designed to govern the earth and it begins with governing ourselves.
0: That's mm-hmm. right. That's well, again, I think one of the, um, the reasons we love you and are excited about you coming on board with uh, Leaders Alliance and building uh, this catalyst group for family mm-hmm. is the stuff that you've been working on, the, the stuff that you've been developing within the uh, Family Restor- is family Reformation Project, yeah. right? That's the name. And you can find it at familyreformationproject.com, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. The Family Reformation Project. The Family Reformation yeah. And I want to encourage all of you that are watching right now to write that down and go there and check it out because the tools are amazing. The um I've I have a copy of his book and workbook. It's just phenomenal stuff. But let's talk a little bit more about the um the journey, let's say, from lies, false beliefs, ungodly concepts to a place of embracing God's pattern, embracing God's perspective. You know, we're part of a movement called Catch the Fire. One of their highest values for their pastors and leaders is that we would all be experiencing ongoing healing. And part of the healing process is repenting of those false beliefs and embracing God's perspective on life. Okay how do you see that happening and how do your protocols work to instigate that kind of transformation in people okay. Yeah because
1: because the problem with deception is when you're deceived you don't know <laughs> and we don't know what we don't know and most right. of us most people didn't come from healthy families or even if their families were quote healthy they didn't have tools to train you in how to propagate good relationships so we just don't know what we don't know and we need understanding wisdom and knowledge and i loved what you said a few minutes ago you said it's not just a mind dump it's a what did you say
2: it's an experience it's a transformation it's
1: experience it's not just what we're hearing it needs to get into our heart yeah speak about these things
3: yeah uh, i've I'll give you an example. Do you want to say something? I was, I'm probably, I'm going to say the exact same
1: thing. No, 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 no.
2: We're one. She can say it better as I can. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, we, we're trained in all the you know, Sozo ministry, inner healing, ministry, deliverance, which all are absolutely right on time. All of them are good tools hitting different parts of our beingness, body, soul, spirit, you know, that, that need healing. And all of them are good. But one of the things that I'll just, I mean, I'll just tell you when I was in the house of prayer, I was driving downtown one day and God said, I'm giving you a governed mantle. Mm. I was like, what? Like you, you said that wrong, you know, cause I'm, <laughs> I'm silly that way. Um, I, you mean, you mean governmental, you know, he's no, I'm giving you a governed mantle, a mantle to govern.
3: Well, he was driving downtown Des Moines. And if you've ever seen the Capitol, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal structure. So he's driving into the Capitol. He was a chaplain there at the time.
1: Nice.
2: Legislative chaplain. And so I went on on my face and I said, what? And he, over the next several years in the House of Prayer, he helped me see that the governmental, governing is directing the flow of things, stopping the flow of certain things and opening the flow of others, you know, at the core governing and so through the journey we began to see that this whole thing about governing which is our original mandate right rule yeah. the government it really is about um it's from the inside out mm. authority to govern doesn't come from external things not not in god's design not from education initially not from family name not from but it comes from character it comes yeah. from inside out That's when so my, i govern me i have personal authority to to direct the flow of what i'm thinking what i'm doing what i'm not doing where you know and when i have authority on a personal level then out from there comes you know i mean it's the divine pattern from the invisible yeah. to the visible from the spoken word to the manifest word and so Then I have authority over my sphere, my family. And then as I'm governing well there, I'm growing and I can have, you know, sphere authority and authority over maybe a ministry or what I'm entrusted with. And I'm able to know what it means from the inside out and all of those levels, how to shut off lies, turn on truth. So anyway, that's that's conceptual. Here's the practical. Develop the tool. It's the master, what we call the master EQ tool, go. but it really is how to walk in the spirit. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Why don't you say it? I've talked enough. Share the tool.
3: You know, you you asked Diane. You said there's a you know a deception, and how do you know? And that's a great question. It comes up all the time. We when when you don't know something, you ask, and and God is the one who knows everything. So to start, let's ask the one who knows everything. So the tool that Randy was. Um, Going to introduce here is what we call the personal investigator tool, and this really is this is Romans 12 2 and three in action. This is this is actually taking every thought captive and bringing it under obedience to Christ. Randy mentioned a moment ago that eighty five percent of our thinking is subconscious. The current neur- neurological science is it's ninety five percent. Holy cow, wow. folks! We're aware of about five percent is only what we're we're consciously aware of at any given time. And so we need the Holy spirit to, to search. You search my heart, God. Yes. Deceitful. Right. Wow. Right. So, so this is how the tool goes. You start with, you recognize that you're having an emotion or a behavior and Mm -hmm. I like an emotions to, to the indicator lights on the dashboard of a car. Our emotions aren't right or wrong. They're there by and large to let us know what's going on in the operating system, that 95% in our heart to let us know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So when I have a big emotion or I'm behaving in a way that's maybe not great, I'm avoiding or I'm substance abuse or you know, pick it, right? You stop and you ask yourself, what's the thinking in my heart? That's generating this emotion or, or producing this behavior, because the fact of the matter is, is that every single emotion that we experience is generated from a thought. Our behaviors are a result of what our thinking is. Gosh, if 95% of our thinking is happening at a subconscious level, we need help getting down there to figure that out. That's right. So you, you you ask holy Spirit you take holy spirit into this process what is the thinking or the belief in my heart that's generating this emotion or generating this behavior oh and and holy spirit is so good to reveal it okay next next step where else in my life is this thinking showing up
0: that's good
3: and Boy, it's only everywhere
0: wow only that absolutely. is such that is such a wise tool I, I just feel like that's something that the whole body of christ could use because again bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ when you don't even know what those thoughts are or they're happening at some subliminal level it's really revelation. hard but actually it's it's Romans 8 that tells us that the holy spirit searches all things you know and that that he does actually he, we don't know how to pray as we ought but he's able to go deeper yep. and so that kind of revelation i believe is super important to this process let's let's return for a moment to the word govern because you know, I, I taught a class at, at Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry for a few years on the theology of transformation. Yeah, because I wasn't really happy with some of what I was hearing. You know, the main verse was the Great Commission, which, you know, I, I would still say is, you know, you can transform, but it's really about personal transformation. OK, but as I began to think about it, I began to think, OK, what are the governing forces in our world? There's government, but government's a very shallow governing force. There's economics, that governs us to some extent. Mm -hmm. Um, There's the issue of of culture. Culture governs. Faith governs to some extent. But the true seminal governing force of humanity is family. Yes. In other words, all of us achieve or, or were imprinted with our original perspective of who God is, what family means, what belonging is, who am I, who am I in my life, all of that gets imprinted usually at a point where we're not even able to verbalize it. Okay. But that stays with us for the rest of our lives. So your work with family is to help really kind of reset people, right? Like talk, talk a little bit about that. Like you work with actual families, both in a conference setting, but also individual coaching of
2: families. How does Mm -hmm. that work? Well, you're, you're right on it. The, the theology of transformation, right? Is, yeah, how we teach it is we have to have a revelation. It start, Transformation starts with revelation. I have to see the thinking that's out of agreement with God. Yeah. And I have to see God's thinking. I need two revelations. Have to yeah. have both. Then I have to take responsibility for my choice to what I believe, what I govern. That's governing. My will is the governing mechanism of what I choose to agree with or disagree with once I see it the way God sees it. Then I take action that agrees with God's way of thinking and mm-hmm. truth. And if I continue to do that, that three-part process, that will bring transformation. Now, how we do that, I mean, is, is through exercises, through these modules that helps reveal a person's thinking. It has to start with the revelation piece. So a lot of the tools are meant for that very reason we, we will take them through, you know, say this, do this, ask this. And now, now what's coming up for you? How do you feel behavior or how do you, how are you think, uh, you know, a, a feel motion or, or behavior. And then we can work this tool down. Okay. What's the thinking? Where's it showing up? What's the cost and benefit of that thinking? And what's your commitment moving forward? Like wow. we actually make choices about what we're going to believe in that, and that governs. Right. right? And so, in working with families in these protocols, it becomes very obvious very quickly what the thinking under the surface is that's creating the problems, the disconnect, the avoidance, the the addiction, the lack of communication. And, all, you know, these tools are all in there, communication tools and conflict resolution tools, even culture shaping tools. We have a social covenant tool that is brilliant for communicating expectations in the home, what, what we need from each other and how it's going to go and what happens if we don't, and how do we get back in, you know, how to live by agreement in, in responsibility. And so uh, the construct really just flows the, uh, let me give you the protocols. The first is the EQ protocol, which really is how to walk by the spirit. It's emotional, okay. intelligence, but really it's how to walk by the spirit. The second protocol is the identity protocol. This is where we do the deep dive family history, spiritual history, genetic history, um, and then, you know, what are the characteristics that manifest in our family line and in us? And what are the uniquenesses about you and you and you? And where are the commonalities? And, you know, yeah. create family crests and identity pieces, family s- prophetic songs, family you know, prophetic paintings, so that there are identity pieces that we have as tools to pass on to our generations. So we sit down to a dinner now. The third rit- uh, protocol is the ritual. That's a, an intentional meal like the Sabbath, but different. In that, you know, we pull out an identity piece. So it's God's character and identity that manifests in our family. So courage, for example,
0: mm. or empathy,
2: and we pull that into the conversation around dinner, and we share the wisdom of Scripture or story from our families around uh, empathy. And not mm. only that, but where is it? Where do you need empathy right now in your life? And there's a little coaching element, very simplistic, not not too complicated, but intentional around the family meal. And the purpose of all, all these modules is to discover and then you know, implement God's character and nature down through the family line through experiences that also train our kids while we do it. Then there's, wow. a, there's a venture protocol, which is a, 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 a vacation that's a learning adventure, again, centered around the uh, character and nature of God. There's a mission protocol, which is how do we show up in crisis because that's where a lot of trauma, when a lot of the damage is done in families. And so there's a, there's a way to approach that where we're uh, intentionally um, uh, governing with God's character, And finally is the impartation protocol, which right. is how do we pass on the most important stuff, the wisdom, the blessing, mm. the stuff The unfinished business. And then we have a a generational covenant around doing family. And it really is all about restoring family to design. Last thing, where where do we set the bar for family, for Mm -hmm. culture? Yeah. Our our contention is it has to be set firmly at God's design, period.
1: Yes. Yeah. Anything
2: short of that is, is our attempt to upgrade God's design, and it'll never work. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. that's so true
1: yeah one thing that i'm seeing in what you're saying is that what you're talking about will work in family at any level obviously there's a lot of tools for teaching children but all of those same family meal ideas will work with adult children and grandchildren and um And if you haven't started a family motto or crest or any of these things, I think it's a compelling vision for for a family to gather around. I find it very inspiring. And I think that in culture, people need to feel that they belong. And a lot of times people are looking for cultural identity and identification and groups that end up being harmful to them because they didn't get it at the core in their flesh and blood family. If we're able to do that, if our parents or our children are still alive, we can do that now. But if even that is diminished or gone, we can begin to build these tools in a home group or, you know, there's kind of the catchword family of choice. Some of us have to have to have family of choice because either our families are too dysfunctional or they're non-existent. And so all of these tools are I just see available to everyone and um, just good for an arsenal to be able to be a healthy person and equip others to be healthy. It's just really I think it's very exciting, you guys.
0: Yeah, so good. We're, thank you. We're excited.
1: Yeah, I was just yeah. to say
3: part of our vision is a healthy family for everyone. Everyone yeah. longs for a healthy family. And I just, as a word of encouragement, this work, this is not just for the, the nuclear family. Our mm-hmm. families look different right now. Yes. You know, they look different. And, and, you know, ideally God's design is a, as a intact mom and dad and children, but that's not, that's not where we started our healing journey. It was when our kids were grown in a blended, blended, broken family. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it doesn't matter where you are in your family right now. If you're estranged from your family, there is these protocols work in every context, whatever your family looks like. Randy yeah. said, start somewhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. I think they also really would work very well in a business context. Very Absolutely. much. You find them and use them in the corporate boardroom, you know, we're
2: doing, we're doing that right now with business. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: That's amazing. So they're like they're tools that really can function in any community building dynamic, family being the center of that community, but obviously beyond, there's other options.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's excellent. Yeah,
1: there's a there's a passage that says make the tree good and the fruit will be good. Mm -hmm. So if we're if we're making working on ourselves personally, taking responsibility for that and being equipped to make healthy choices and to even know what those choices are we can begin to create healthy community around us. And that's so beautiful.
0: Now we have a a few more minutes. I want to zero in on a couple of things over the next couple of minutes that will help us to uh, serve the listeners more uh, directly. One is um, obviously you guys have a ton of material. You have a ton of exercises you've developed, a ton of these protocols that you've just described are amazing. Um, But Part of what I heard you say a little earlier was that your passion is to actually raise up family coaches. Can you talk about that a little bit? And
2: love to. How yeah. The coaches existing and how would they work and what? Yeah. Before? Thank you. So, right, to make disciples, right, really is what it is that the Lord really spoke to us about because we do family conferences, taking many families through the protocols, work with individual families, all that. But he's saying, I want you to raise up a global tribe of family experts, family coaches who know how from best practice, you know, we're ICF coaches, how to coach, but also how to facilitate all of the material. And then in their church, so imagine a family expert, a family coach, or coaches in every church, every business, every kingdom business, every organization, kingdom organization, where there there's somebody on staff that knows uh, how to minister to families and yes. and how to how to take them through. And that I think God's genius, of course, is they can then take this because we're only two people, you know, we have very limited time and capacity. But if we can reproduce ourselves, where and, and better. Right, where others who are called can uh, apply in their own context. Like it's going to look different. You know, yeah, for us yeah. to come in and do a conference at a church, it's a big deal, it's a big time, it's a big money. But for them, if they're in the local church to be trained, they can, they can be trained very affordably and be in a tribe where they're continuing to be supported. And they can work into their own context, however that needs to look. Yeah, it's it's about
3: forty eight hours of of training to go through the certification process. But this is really important. When we say family expert, this isn't somebody coming in that's that's a therapist right. or even a counselor. Or you know, there's some mentorship that comes into that. But the the uniqueness of the coaching the coaching process, as many of you know, is it's a it's a process. So it's learning the process of helping others. By asking good questions to to where they come to their own revelation, yes. and then, and then the facilitation skills that it's required to help people then walk through their own healing journey, and right. you know some of us are, are more gifted than others in, in inner healing and the sozo stuff and the the deliverance and all of that it marries with it really beautifully, but we don't want this to see oh no you know I'm not I don't have I'm not a therapist I can't help anybody. You just have to have a heart for family and learn some basic skills on how to coach, how to facilitate in the context of family. Mm -hmm. And and then again, as Randy was saying, if you've got somebody in your church that's that's trained to do that, it takes a lot of the the pressure off of the pastoral staff, if you will, to solve all the problems. You're not actually solving a problem as a family coach. What you're doing is you're helping the family get to the course of what the problem is and they solve it and you just come alongside them.
0: Yeah. Now you mentioned ICF ICF is the international coaching Federation, which is kind of the uh, industry standard right now for uh, life coaching and other forms of coaching across the board. I just wanted to say that for our listeners, you guys are both certified with ICF, but your training also adds some other elements very much. Some of your protocols, some of your, Stuff you've developed over the years that you that can really unlock the the uh, let's call it the the patterns of brokenness in a family and really
2: start to release the health of yeah. the kingdom into that family. Yeah. Coach, as you guys know, your coach, yeah. coaching's coaching transformative, but facilitating, I say, is transformation times 10. Yes. You know, because of the experience that people are then able to gain revelation from with Holy Spirit after they've gone through this that it You know, wow, okay, what, I know. What are
1: you talking about when you're saying facilitating? What's the difference?
2: Well, coaching is a coaching process, right? A conversation that reveals goals, challenges, solutions, um, you know, and commitment to action, accountability at the core. Facilitating is bringing an exercise to somebody. We're Hey, for the next 30 minutes, we're going to do this activity. We're going to play a game. Mm. And here's the game. And, and so we, we play the game. And now we say, okay, I want you to go back and look at how you showed up in that game. Mm. What did you do? How did you feel? There we go back to our tool. And then and what was the thinking underneath that? Okay, now where's the thinking showing up? And okay, so we, and we can identify those heart beliefs, choices that are causing problems. Awesome. Yeah. And then we're able to say, okay, well, how does God... You know, see that. And so a facilitator comes alongside through that kind of a process, bringing the process or even training to other families of how to go through the process. And then, you know, helps hold the hand of those people as then they get their own solution and then they get plans for action. And then, you know, they move them forward. It's, uh, it's more of a training. Facilitation is really more of a training uh, modality than coaching is. Coaching's although coaching is too. You get it. Yeah, Yeah, no,
1: that's awesome. Good definition.
0: Yeah. So let's, uh, we're going to kind of wrap this up, but I want to bring it kind of back around to Leaders Alliance. You guys have just, you know, taken on a a role of really facilitating our catalyst group. And for those of you just listening, you know, we have uh, different catalyst groups that are organized around passion. You know, so we have a church leader passion uh, group that we have a we have a, a, a thought leader group. We have a marketplace leader group. We have church planter group. And these are all groups of different believers that have that common passion. But then our goal is to cross pollinate as well. OK, so uh, Randy and Leslie are starting a, a group around the family. How do you see that working within the context of Leaders Alliance? Obviously, we we know you're going to be equipping team members. Uh, we can hopefully be a springboard for some of these coaches being identified and developed. But give me your vision for what how how you see that working within
2: Leaders Alliance. Yeah, thank you. Well, we, we want to come and serve the vision that you have, Michael, and Diane, which is to you know equip and train leaders and create platforms for for people and collaborate. So yeah. here's our vision. Simple. We, we're learning the older we get. The more to simplify, right? The wisdom yeah. of God is cloaked in simplicity. <laughs> and, and so here it is. We want to send out the call, the frequency for those God is speaking to, so we can start relationship with them. Good. We want to see what is God saying to you and what are the assets that we have in the group that God's given us? What Who's doing stuff? What are you doing? And, and, and then take that, all the prayer together with God and say okay lord what's your strategy for this moment in time for catch the fire uh, for for leaders alliance you know for our churches we we're we're action people we move pretty quick and we we but not too quick we want to hear god get his strategy agree on it together and then present a, a plan a strategy that right. people can uh, you know a menu if you will or something where people that are saying i want to do something with my family what do i do well we want to serve the the network and with with the solutions that God's given us in this moment. And wow. ours is one of them, but not the only one. Yeah. Right? You know, but we want to find those who God is speaking with so we can collaborate, so we can, you know, we can get all the good work out there. Cause it's not a one size fits all. No. Yes. And yeah. we are
3: we are better together. I mean, this yeah. this is such a thank you, Michael and Diane, for for creating this platform to yeah. connect kingdom people all over the globe. Gosh, can you even just imagine in all of these different groups that you guys are forming? So ours is, you know, family is our passion. If we've got people all over the globe that have the same passion for family and we can collaborate together and, you know, it's not a one size fits all, right? right. Like yeah. Everybody's got their own cultures and their own environments and their own challenges. And we yes. can do
1: this, guys. Yeah, we yes. can do this. I'm I'm excited about you guys and what you're doing One of the things that I've caught on the two broadcasts today is that you have a lot to offer, but you're really good listeners also. And that's important. I I feel like what you have to offer Leaders Alliance is you're good listeners. You want to include others in the conversation. You want to hear hearts and minds and um, collaborate and That is a win-win for everyone because, again, we're all longing for community. We all want to be needed and um, wanted, and um, that's that's why the people that are in Leaders' Alliance are in Leaders' Alliance. That's right. We see the benefit of linking arms, and even if we don't agree on absolutely everything, we can find the wisdom that is in the other person and run with it.
0: That's so good. Yeah. So, as we close, final words from you guys, any final encouragement, and then we would like you to pray and just yeah. impart your, the grace God's given you to the listeners, both now and in this moment and then in the future. So,
2: yeah, whoever wins the family wins the culture in the end.
1: Come on.
0: That's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Culture
2: right. flows right. from family. Yes. The veil that's been over the eyes, even in the church, uh, on on bringing God's design back to the to the nuclear family. It's time that that be ripped off. In in God restoring all things, it's time.
1: He is moving
2: in family, and we want to we want to connect with everybody that that shares that heart. I Leslie will pray, but thank you. We love you guys. Awesome. You.
0: Yes.
3: Yeah. So Lord we we do we come before you as as grateful children of the king. We acknowledge that you are you are God and we are we are honored and humbled to be called part of your family. Yes. And fathers, I ask you to bless everyone, every person in earshot of my voice just bless them father bring wholeness to their households bring revelation bring the healing bring the restoration god give us a give us a fresh revelation of of who you designed us to be fathers everyone's heart would be drawn closer to you that they would come into a deeper revelation of of who you are as as a as a father and a mother That that mother and that father heart of God would would be made known to your sons and daughters so that we come into maturity as mature sons and daughters of the King. And we step into our rightful positions in this world based on your design. So just bless everyone, Father, their whole
2: household. We just declare our agreement with what you are doing in Leaders Alliance, Yes, God. Catch the fire. We just declare our agreement with you. Lord, let us not go any of us, any of the groups any, to the right or the left or on our own, but to find exactly what's in your heart yeah. that we can honor you by by making it so. Lord, that's our that's our dream is to is to abide and obey because we love you. Lord, yeah. have your way. Bring your kingdom in Jesus name.
0: Amen. Well, again, thank you so much, Randy and Leslie. Thank you so much. Those that are listening, remember the family reformationproject.com. Okay. And please look up their website, get their books. Honestly, be, you know, if you see one of their uh, itinerary that they're doing a conference in your area, check it out. And uh, may God bless you. And to
1: join into Leaders Alliance, where we have broadcasts like this every week, all different kinds of subjects, go to
0: leadersalliance.org. Yeah. And uh, you can look at the different menu, but membership is one of those. So check it out. We have amazing training, 500 hours of training on different aspects of kingdom leadership. And we have also a number of other features. So join us in Leaders Alliance. God bless you all. And love ya.
2: ya.